You are listening to the Blended Learning in Action podcast with host Charity Dodd. The Blended Learning in Action podcast is part of LINK, the Learning Innovation Catalyst. LINK supports the development of student-centered learning by helping educators shift to remote, blended, project-based, and other innovative learning strategies. You can learn more about LINK and this podcast by visiting www.linklearning.com. That's L-I-N-C-learning.com. And be sure to check out the free 27-page PAC ebook with strategies for implementing personalization, agency, authenticity, connectivity, and creativity. You will find a link to this incredible resource in our show notes. Tiffany is an educator from Staten Island, New York. She is one of our innovators in action. An innovator in action is someone who takes risks in their classrooms or their schools and even with failures continues to take risks until they have found out what works for them and their students. Welcome, Tiffany. Hi. As Charity said, my name is Tiffany Allen. I have been an NYC DOE elementary school teacher for the last nine years. I currently hold an ESL license and I'm very passionate about teaching English language learners. I've taught multiple grades. 3K to 5, grade 5, in different capacities. I taught STEAM for grades K to 5, and this was most fun for me because I was very creative in using standards and designing my own curriculum-based instruction. Currently, I'm also the EdTech model teacher at my school. I have been for the last two years, and I host a model classroom and peer coach other teachers with learning new EdTech tools. That is so cool. So with your EdTech model classroom, how does that work? In the past, before remote learning mm-hmm. started, we had to, we hosted a model classroom. So if teachers were in need of classroom behavior management, um, I would open up my classroom and those teachers would then come and observe different kinds of strategies, then they would get, provide me with feedback, and then we would um, discuss it after so that they can try to implement this in their classroom. And now with remote instruction, when we are fully remote, we are visiting each other's classrooms as well, remotely, virtually. So it's kind of the same concept. I love the idea of that model classroom so teachers can see it in action because no matter how much PD you get, you want to see it in action. Very true. Jen Bernier is a coach from Link. She worked with you and works with your school and she has nothing but praise to say about you. So can you tell us a little bit about how you transformed teacher professional development at your school? Sure. So in in the past, our administration had done much of RPD. They conducted a lot of the faculty meetings and safety meetings, things like that. So teacher PD now at my school has completely changed. With our transformation team that was set up from Link, we revamped our Monday PDs to be more teacher choice based. Just as um, we learned that it's very important to give students their own choice, Mm. we wanted to make sure that we were giving teacher choice. So each Monday we had two PDs for teachers to choose from and then the transformation team would lead these PDs. So it was actually teachers now providing the PD instead of the administration. That's powerful. Very, yes. This year, we had to you know, make a couple changes with our remote instruction. And so it looks even more different. 
this year, currently, I'm supporting three teachers as peer coaching mm. who were identified as needed a little bit more help for remote teaching and using more interactive tools or technology. So I punch into their classrooms virtually, or I'll share interactive lessons with them once a week. And then teachers also have the opportunity to find their own PDs on their own time mm-hmm. and sign up based on their need as long as they ask admin for approval and our admin is wonderful they're always willing for our teachers to learn more so I am one of them also that constantly is looking for different and new innovative ways to sign up for different PDs to learn from others. I think it's really incredible how you're working alongside your teachers who need this extra support because as we came on maybe some of us knew a little bit about technology and some of us didn't know a little bit about technology so giving them that extra support to do the things that we want is great so you talked a little bit about your transformation team and link who i work for talk a little bit about what is the transformation team and who is on it sure so when we first started off with link uh, we had chosen, carefully chosen teachers from each grade to represent our transformation team. This way that one person would then um, disseminate the information learned through the Link PDs to their team during their grade meetings or their faculty mm-hmm. meetings each week. With that being said, we also ensured that there was an ESL person on the team, myself, who taught content specialty, so I taught all the students in the school, and uh, special ed liaison as well to see different lenses, different views. With all of those different kinds of eyes on the transformation team, we then met weekly and we were able to create different cycles using the Link Online Support website. That really helped our teachers become more comfortable and taking more risks in choosing different kinds of teaching models. One thing I think that our teachers were really good at prior to this was station teaching. We have gotten a lot of PD over the years, and that was something that our principal truly believed in. She always wanted to see group work. She wanted to see students moving. So station teaching was something that we knew a lot about, but we wanted to spice it up, make it a little different. So that was one thing that we studied for a long time, um, our transformation team, and see how we can change it. With the link cycle, we were able to add different things within our station teaching. So we added our flipped classroom models within our station. We tried to make our stations more differentiated than they were maybe in the past. We tried to make sure there was always a technology station. In the past, there never was. My principal was graciously enough. We had enough um, money in the budget, and we were able to get more devices. So this really did help our belief of our blended learning grow. This transformation team started off just learning more about the cycles. And then within like our second and third year is that we really started to transform our professional development for teachers. Thank you for sharing that. So it's a great way to get a smaller group involved in the learning and then the other teachers can learn from them, which we love learning from each other. I appreciate how your teachers and you work so hard to get the other teachers on board for this. What impact do you think this had on your teaching team? So I think that teachers, after meeting weekly and becoming more comfortable with each other, they were definitely willing to learn from each other more. Mm -hmm. Um, And the PD Mondays really created our community of trust Mm -hmm. and our culture grew even stronger. Um, We could tell that people were working more together, they were collaborating more, they were sharing their best practices, and they were really willing to take on the opportunities to learn from one another, not just say, oh, I know I do it this way, and this is the way it's going to be. They were willing to take those risks. 
And I think that it truly made an impact on our culture for sure. Perfect. Because that's really where it needs to make the impact first, right? A lot of mindsets need to change. Mm -hmm. Culture needs to change. Wow. No wonder Jen talks about you all the time. And I feel very grateful to be having this conversation with you today. Now I know so much more about you. That's all great for your teachers. So what this leads to then is how this affects your students. So how about any changes you've seen in students' behaviors in the classroom, for example? Definitely we have seen a change. Our students are more engaged because they've been exposed to many more different ed tech tools. It's not the same tools that they were used to. So they're excited for these new opportunities. Now our students are very, very much familiar with Nearpod, Padlet, Mm. Kahoot, just to name a few, and and they're always very, very eager to learn new tools. We've definitely seen that student behavior has decreased at our school, and I think the main reason for that is because there's no downtime. I've noticed even with our intervisitations, you know, and I'm going into classrooms and, and providing feedback, I noticed that the teachers seem to be more prepared, and they're ready with next steps. So this keeps the students engaged and on their toes, and they're not able to have a disruptive behavior because they're always ready to go to move on for something else. I've seen teachers over-prepare their lessons with extra slides, especially now remotely. Mm. I've noticed, you know, a lot of times at the end, I'll see like three or four slides left over and I'm like, okay, she over-prepared in case there was a disruption or anything like that. So I think that students have really learned to take ownership of their work and they certainly love the idea of more student choice. Having that student choice a lot of times in in the lessons, they're able to show who they are more. And I think this has immensely helped with our, our behaviors. Your students are willing to learn and they're excited to learn about new things, probably because they see their teachers are learning new things. Right. And that's true. We always tell them we're learning with you and mm. oh, today we're going to try something new that we learned. And I think that really motivates them to see that, wow, my teachers are still learning too. Yes. And it makes them want to learn more. Oh, for sure. And seeing transformation in mindsets with your teachers and your students. So to, a lot of times we're talking about changing the mindsets of teachers, but it's also about changing the mindsets to the students because for years it's just like the PD is sit and get. It's almost sit and get for the students too. And for them to be more active in their learning, their mindsets have to change too. So I definitely see this playing out in your school just by having this conversation with you. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Sure. I would say that I think the transition for our school to go into remote learning back in March when the pandemic first started was pretty seamless. And I have many teachers' friends from all over New York, different boroughs, and many teachers were struggling. Mm -hmm. And I think that thanks to our background in blended learning, I don't think it would have been that easy, but I think many of our teachers were um, immersed in this different kinds of learning, allowing that student choice, allowing to use different ed tech tools. And because our teachers were trained in this work, I think that it made it a lot easier back in March. And this year was just like a breeze going right into it. I also think that tutorials Mm -hmm. is something I pride and I tell my teachers all the time too. In the beginning in March, I found myself explaining it to one teacher then explaining it to another teacher Mm -hmm. and learning, trying to learn different things. And I said to myself, 
this is crazy. I have to just think of a better way. So like Screencastify became my best friend and I would create all these tutorials. They are truly, truly a lifesaver because now I just have to put it on my drive and then I'm supporting all my teachers. They have questions, they can come and ask me. So I think this pandemic has shown us that we have evolved a lot and a lot can can come of this. Mm-hmm. We are still learning every day, but with this blended learning style, mm-hmm. we're definitely moving in the right direction. Yes, and I would agree definitely with that tutorials. I worked with the district to, they came together and said, these are all the tools that we're using in the school. And then each teacher took a tool or two and made a tutorial about how to use that tool and shared it with the families and the students. So now there was no confusion about how to use that tool. And going back to this pandemic has really been an eye opener for many different reasons. Working with some of our educators, I know that some teachers have said, what I'm learning now, I'm definitely taking back to the classroom when we go back to normal, whatever normal is, I'm doing air quotes. They're really excited and sometimes saying, what took me so long to use something like this? I appreciate hearing that your teachers felt more ready. So we have the golden plunger and the golden plunger is something at link that we use to celebrate learning and celebrate failures because we have to celebrate our failures, right? What we do is we ask teachers, what did you try that failed or just was a complete wash? Whoever shared, they got a little plunger. Then what came about from that golden plunger moment in those PD sessions are teachers are asking other teachers about their failure or sharing about how they tried the same thing and here's something that you might try. I would love to know, do you have a golden plunger moment that you would like to share in making your shift to blended learning? Sure, yeah. I think it was Kim who introduced us to the golden plunger. And we thought, what a great idea, right? For the teachers that were already comfortable opening up their classrooms for intervisitations, right? And we had already utilized something called uh, the pineapple. Yep. So a pineapple, right, signifies welcoming. So we would use a pineapple symbol outside our door. Whenever you saw a pineapple, you knew that you can enter that classroom. So we actually made it the golden pineapple. Oh, fun. And we would put our golden pineapples <laughs> out when it was that we were starting something new. And we were afraid that it was going to be a failure with the same concept of the golden plunger. Two years ago, I was one of the first to start this in my school. And there was a kindergarten teacher. We were in a grade meeting. And she was saying that her students were not ready for computers yet mm-hmm. or to utilize a Chromebook. So... We were definitely in the early stages of just adding technology in, more to leverage their instruction in the younger grades. Technology was a big use in grades three to five, but not much at the time for K to two. So at the time I was teaching STEAM and I was doing a coding robotics unit. And I knew that the students were eventually going to need to use iPads or Chromebooks in order to code and and utilize these tools. So I invited specifically that kindergarten teacher and then I told other teachers to come in the room and I was going to try out the first time that kindergartners had to use the website was code.org that I was using. (laughs) This definitely was a challenge in itself because as a specialty teacher, I only saw this class once a week. My schedule is very different. So it was a complete disaster. The first 10 minutes (laughs) was a disaster. There was no other word for it. You know, who's asking... Um, I can't turn it on. What do I press here? And I had no power. And there was 25 little kindergartners and me. 
teachers like felt for me and wanted to of course jump in and help me and I told them no don't do anything like this is the purpose of it so I purposely didn't scaffold anything in the beginning I wanted to see teachers to see that it can be messy and that we can still learn through these you know challenges and it was just amazing to see so of course afterwards we met after we discussed what were their difficulties how can we try next steps to make it better so I came up with those teachers to come up with next steps for next week. I wanted to hear from them because they're with those kids all day long. You know, I would only see them once a week. And then so the week after, I invited them back in. And it was amazing to see like them trying to navigate. And of course, I added more visuals now this time. Mm-hmm. On the two-step directions, very simple directions with a visual. And I modeled heavily, scaffolded. And it was cool to see the students actually try to get the hang of it. I always share that story with new teachers that come in too, Mm. to show them that even though, because now as a peer coach, I don't want them to think that, oh, my lessons are going to be perfect all the time because they're not. And Mm -hmm. I'm always trying new things. I'm always looking for something new that I don't know. So in the beginning, it is messy and it's okay for it to be messy. I think it's great that the teachers were able to see that. And then after that first time, I felt that my teachers were really taking risks and they were inviting more and more Mm. people in. So it was great. That is a perfect coaching model. What a great way to set your teachers up for success, showing them and modeling how this is messy. So you really just created that golden plunger moment so they could see and model and It is scary, especially with technology. It's scary, especially with five-year-olds. I can't even imagine the whole coding thing. So kudos to you for, (laughs) yes, for creating that moment. I can't wait to share this with Jen. She will be so excited to hear. Whenever I have a question, something I'm not sure about, I always email Jen and she gets back to me right away. Oh yeah. I told her follow me on Twitter because this year I'm now teaching 3K and this is a new journey for me. So she follows my hashtag, it's 3K Adventures on Twitter. You will see all the wonderful things I'm doing with my three-year-olds this year. Tell us how to follow you on Twitter and tell us that hashtag again. On Twitter, my handle is tallen10, but you don't even have to know that. If you just type in the hashtag 3K Adventures, all of my posts will come up because whenever I post about my three-year-olds, I hashtag it. So if you just go on Twitter and type in 3K Adventures, you'll see all the cute things that I've been doing with the three-year-olds. And I have started Nearpod with them with remote learning now. So it's been great. In the beginning was a little scary, a couple plunger moments, but it's been going really well now. So That is incredible. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to follow you there. I cannot wait to follow your adventures. How exciting. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and being here today and for everything that you do. And we welcome you anytime. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Blended Learning in Action podcast. I am honored to be a part of your professional learning network. For more Blended Learning PD or to continue today's conversation, join us for our Twitter chat on Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time using the hashtag BL in action.